0: Only Podcast. I'm I'm Paul Farber, your host. This week's episode features the very married Dana Pereira from That Trophy Wife Life Podcast and Dirty Little Secrets Club. Very fun episode. Learn a lot about the other side of things. You know, we do this every once in a while on Singles Only. I will have a non-single guest on the show, and this one was uh, done via zoom so if you're listening you can go check it out online at my website youtube or not my website on the youtube channel youtube.com backslash paul f comedy all my upcoming dates are at paul check them out subscribe review like this podcast tell your friends share it check out our sponsors as well hey all you guys know that i used to be a lawyer still am but you know kind of just in the background if you will But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes, not always, but most of the time. And my friend, attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm, so in addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right, he's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially, so don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. Tell him I sent you. You will not regret it. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host. We're doing this episode via Zoom, so if you're listening right now, you can go over to my website at youtube.com backslash PaulFComedy and watch along as the show proceeds. We're going to get right into it. I have comedian and host of That Trophy Wife Life and Dirty Little Secrets Club, Dana Pereira. Hey! Word. <laughs> hey dana thank you for joining me from san diego
1: yeah no worries
0: you are a, a host and so this show as people know it's it's typically for single guests, singles only hence mm-hmm. the name but we make an exception every once in a while since uh we've done over 200 episodes and well at some point we got to give other people a chance <laughs> and you have the trophy wife life podcast so I figure Mm -hmm. you can best defend this institution of marriage (laughs)
1: well I mean you never know I might end up single at some point in my life again I used to be single you know so uh I have some single ideas occasionally uh but right now I got the old ball and chain so right
0: so (laughs) why why marriage why is this such a good thing Dana tell us sell it to me Um,
1: Mostly because I get half of his shit is why I really like marriage. Uh, I, when we took our vows, I said, you know, like what's yours is mine. And what's mine is mine. Nice. And he agreed to that. So, <laughs> I mean, got a good mostly, deal. yeah, probably because I didn't have anything. So okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> the win-win. <laughs> yeah. I always tell people like, um, are all my friends who are married? Say, if you don't want to have kids, don't get married. Cause it's a lot of work. What, do you, what say you, Dana?
1: Well, I feel like, true, it is a lot of work, but aren't all relationships a lot of work? I mean, let's even take, like, your fucking mother, for example, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a shit ton of work to maintain a healthy relationship with your mother or your friends or, you know, dog or coworkers, Like, you, you have to be able to maintain uh, relationships and they all take work. So if you don't want to put work into a relationship, pretty much going to be like sitting on your couch, eating Cheetos, living the dream. So yeah, yeah. I absolutely suggest you just throw people away and just sit <laughs> on your couch.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's a certain point in a relationship where, you know, like I always say, like when you're in a relationship, there's a honeymoon phase, right. Where you mm-hmm. ha- everything is happy. You have a couple spats here and there. But like years of marriage to the same person, it just seems like an outdated institution to me.
1: I can see how that could be. Um, I, I actually wonder about it a lot because I, I watch or, or I host the Dirty Little Secrets Club, and we have people anonymously submit their dirty little secrets. And of course, infidelity is like all the way at the top, right? Right, right. And so you have to wonder, like, are we supposed to be in relationships with people for long periods of time? Or, you know, is our monkey brain supposed to just hump across the country? You know, like, I humped my way through my 20s. Am I supposed to stop that all of a sudden? Apparently for marriage, you are.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, we're we're, we're taught that this is The institution of and monogamy is natural, but it's not. And there's sociologists that prove that's not the case. And so, if you take the pressure off traditional marriage, you know we've updated marriage to allow you know uh, gays to get married. We have all kinds of updates, but the one part that always stays is till death do us part. Well, no, that puts an undue amount of stress on a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like a friendship, like you said, it's a lot of work, or or or. whatever other relationships you have, maybe not your mother. Cause that does, that is death ends that relationship, but, yeah. <laughs> but like your yeah. friends, you know, that you can walk away from a relationship and not have to worry about paying alimony or the stress of a divorce, which they say is the most stressful thing other than death.
1: I could imagine. I mean, I feel like for me in my relationship with my husband, I feel very free to do whatever I want. I don't feel like locked down by marriage, you know, like I can, I, I'm not wanting to go out and hump around and Mm -hmm. and do any of that, Right, but I, I can see how, uh, how some people might feel like trapped in a relationship. And I think that has a lot to do with control. So many people want to control another person Mm -hmm. and, you know, like that doesn't work. People don't want to be controlled. And that's, you know, how a lot of marriages fail. I don't want to control my husband. I always say I can only control myself, can only control my mood, how I respond to things. I can't control somebody else. And I don't want to control somebody else.
0: Well, I mean, you say this whole thing about humping, but I also think that there's, there's ways of you being, well there's also ways of being unfair in a relationship, at least if you go by traditional marriage, where, you know, I know people who have like their work husband or their, their work wife or whatever, mm-hmm. and they confide in that person more than they confide in their husbands and wives. Isn't that some sort of like betrayal, just as if like, you know, you hump somebody to, to, for lack of a better example? For sure,
1: for sure. Yeah, that is. But then again, so like on the flip side of that, I have a lot of friends that I talk to. I have my friend Samir, who is a man that I, you know, speak to on a regular basis. My friend AJ that I speak to on a regular basis. And my husband isn't like worried that I'm emotionally involved with these people. And, you know, the same with my husband, he has a couple of girlfriends that he's really close with. And I just, don't question that. I think that jealousy is something in relationships that really uh, tends to end them because, Mm -hmm. you know, you, um, you end up getting jealous and then it's that whole control thing again. Like you want to control who they're talking to, what they're doing, when they're doing it. Like you need to pay attention to me all the time. And Mm -hmm. I think that my marriage works out because neither of us are that needy in our relationship we genuinely enjoy sitting down and hanging out with each other. And then whenever I'm annoyed with him, I'm like, can you please piss off and go hang with your friends? Yeah. Like, can you call your buddy up, go get a beer? Will you? Like I need some space.
0: Yeah, sure. What about during the pandemic though, where you guys didn't really have a lot of space, right? Cause you were trapped together.
1: We were trapped together. I mean, luckily we have a really nice, Outdoor space. So, we, you know, like if he wanted to watch, like for example, he was very into The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I was very not into The Mandalorian. Like I didn't have any interest in watching that shit at all. So, he would go outside and turn it on the TV outside, and then I'd be inside watching, you know, whatever trash TV I wanted to watch. And Mm -hmm. he also, luckily, is he owns a construction company, and construction was an essential business. Right. That actually was booming during Absolutely. the pandemic.
0: Yeah.
1: So he was gone a lot. He was working the entire time. So I had, you know, all day in the house where it was just me having time with myself and my children and, you know, he was out working and then he'd come home and would sit down, you know, have a glass of wine, make dinner and watch a TV show before he had to hit the sack again. Cause he had to wake up at four or five in the morning. Right. Right.
0: Well, that's also, then you didn't really have the pandemic experience that a lot of marriages that didn't survive had. So, yeah. So you're lucky. Uh, I like to
1: think, I like to think that even if we had to spend all day with each other, (laughs) that we would have been good, uh, But I I cannot confirm that that is what would have (laughs)
0: happened. That's fair assessment. Yeah. Have, uh, had either you or your husband been married before? Uh, or is this yes. A- okay.
1: Yeah. My husband was married. Um, whenever I met him, actually, I had no okay. idea that he was married. I kept seeing him out at this bar and I was like, God, he's so hot. And I would like follow him with my boobs and be like, look at me, look at him." And he wouldn't <laughs> look at me. And I was like, what's, what, is he gay? Why won't he look at me? turns out he was married.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's funny. Uh,
1: okay. And then the, the day that he, actually ended his marriage with her. Like when they finally decided that they were going to move forward with the divorce, he was like, is this it? Are we done? Are we over? And she said, yes. And he walked over and asked me to dance and been with him 11 years now.
0: That's crazy. So that's, and that's good that you guys, well, I think see like your situation is a little more ideal than the, the traditional marriage uh of mid-america middle america you know the flyover states where they get married when they're 22 uh Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you know there's no personal growth you just kind of grow together uh Mm -hmm. to one mesh into one human species in a way (laughs) But like you guys had your own lives for a while you you were both uh you know, when you're after 25 is when you're a fully formed human, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so you had, you know, a few years before you guys got together and, and, uh, figured out that you wanted to be together forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well, so that's another interesting thing. He wasn't sure that he wanted to get married and I was sure I had two small children, uh, whenever I met him. So my children were, I think, three and four. Whenever we met, and for me, marriage and I wanted more babies. I was always adamant that I wanted more babies. I had two boys. I really wanted a girl. Like I knew that that was something that I wanted in my life. And four and a half years into dating, he still wasn't pulling the trigger. And I was like, okay, look, bro, shit or get off the pot. Like you're right. you're gonna have to make the decision. Do you want to get married? Do you not want to get married? And he couldn't tell me. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I'm not mad about it, but I am going to peace out on you because I'm right. not going to like sit around and wait for you. And so I did, I, I left and I think maybe a month later, he was like, no, no, no. I was just kidding. I do. I do. When I get married, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ultimatum worked. Nice. It,
1: it did, but In I think way. that the reason that it worked though, was because I wasn't pressuring him so hard i was like i was just like yo i wasn't making him feel guilty about it i wasn't like you don't love me or anything like that i was just like these are the things that i want in my life and if you don't match these things that i want in my life then you know then let's go our separate ways yeah and uh you know it turns out he he thought about it for a little while and then I strapped the old ball and chain on him. So,
0: <laughs> and do you have more kids now?
1: We had two children together. Yes.
0: You have four kids now. Wow. Okay. I do.
1: Yeah. Might as well be a thousand. It's yeah. a lot of kids.
0: <laughs> and, and he didn't have any kids then. In this okay. So you have four kids, but why? So you already had two kids when you got married. Um, yeah. why, why did you, why did you want to have uh, why did you want to have marriage? Was it for you or was it for your kids to have uh, someone else in their lives or some other reason?
1: You know, it's, I don't you know. Just if wanted just more something. Kids. Well, I definitely wanted more kids. We actually had right, my daughter before we walked down the aisle. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it's something that's like beaten to your head where, you know, you're like, Oh, well, this is just what you're supposed to do. You first, you go to kindergarten and then it you is. go up through elementary school and then you go to high school and then you yeah. go to college and then you meet whoever, and then you get married and you get a nice job. And, you know, like there's like steps along the way of what is like appropriate or what you're supposed to do. And I think that it's beaten to our heads so much Absolutely. that, you know, it, I guess I just ended up wanting that I look back on it now. And I think I didn't need to be married to my husband. We could have definitely just lived together and, you know, had our babies and it it didn't, I didn't need to have that piece of paper, but for some reason it felt good to get that piece of paper saying that, you know, he's mine and I'm his. And, you know, and, and if you try and leave me, I get half of everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've said that a few times. So I think that's going to scare the shit out of him.
1: Oh yeah. No, he already knows. He knows. Yeah.
0: He didn't try to push a prenup. No, no.
1: Actually, I was kind of surprised by that, Um, you know, to like protect his company and stuff like that. But honestly, we have children together and he sees me with my ex. My ex and I are very close. We're good friends. We're not, you know, vindictive people. So I'm never going to try and screw somebody just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. And my husband knows that like, That's good. I, we have kids together. I want them to grow up feeling loved by everybody and never to feel like they're like put against a parent or each other or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah, I don't ever walk the vindictive route.
0: That's good. Do, do you, uh, have you always, you said you mentioned your prior relationship. How long was that relationship with your ex?
1: Him and I were together for five years. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time.
1: Yeah. Where yeah did it you, was a you, long time.
0: You said that you did all this humping in your 20s, but how did you have it was time?
1: After him, but before oh. the other one, <laughs> 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 I, I made it into a very small window, Okay. <laughs> but I, I had my fun though.
0: <laughs> how old were you when you were with your ex? Like, how, like was this when high school?
1: I was 21 okay one I t- 20 turning okay. 21 I think
0: so your brain wasn't formed yet no offense no None of ours
1: no absolutely frontal lobe had not been developed yet right no.
0: so you got out of that relationship and then you just started you know sewing your oats I guess that's how sure. they say it on the Brady Bunch yeah um, okay
1: <laughs> I sowed some oats <laughs> I,
0: were you were you in long-term relationships again when I say long-term I mean like over six months in between your ex and your current husband?
1: um, I kind of, okay. I did like whenever him and I broke up, um, I did get back together with an ex-boyfriend from before that for a few months.
0: Before you and- were 21, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's a lot of, it's a lot of math in this uh, podcast. I thing. know. Okay.
1: I know. But I saw him with my boys when they were little and I think my youngest was one at the time and uh he got kind of like controlling like he yelled at him and I was like nope mm -mm, mm -mm, can't do that I'm out of here
0: the XX yeah from 21 before 21 okay gotcha yeah where did you grow up Zayna Pittsburgh oh okay that makes sense you're midwest kind of midwest-ish I guess yeah Hmm. And how did you end up in San Diego?
1: So I ended up in San Diego because somebody had mentioned that they were moving to San Diego. And I was like, well, that sounds warm. Sure. I'll go. Flew across the country, stayed in a hotel, <laughs> convinced my friend to move out a couple of weeks later. She flew across the country. That's awesome. Yeah, it was very, I was 19 at the time. And I just like, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. And so I did it because that was when I had the balls to do it.
0: Okay. So you were 19 when you moved to San Diego and yeah. all these X's and all this, the, this, uh, activity that you allegedly partook in was all in San Diego.
1: Uh, no, no. <laughs> I had some fun before I met. Yeah. I had some fun in Pittsburgh uh you know, and then yeah i've had I've had fun all over
0: okay yeah so what why um let me ask you this, do you think you'll ever get to a point uh in your marriage where you guys will need to do something different to keep the marriage going, whether hmm. it's the i mean you guys have been together for quite some time now, i mean eleven that's a long that's a lifetime
1: it it is a long time and and you know I think that it works well with us because we are both pretty adventurous. So, I mean, right now we have kids and, you know, that's a lot. So we don't get to vacation as much as we used to, but him and I, I mean, we've done a lot together. Uh, you know, we were in Costa Rica and we were waterfall repelling and, you know, like, I think our next big trip together is going to Italy and we're both really big on food and really big on wine. And, uh, I mean, my favorite thing that I can do with my husband now is we go out on date nights and I'm like, Ooh, this looks good. And this looks good. And this looks good. We end up ordering like seven appetizers and then, you know, our meals. And then we switch plates halfway in between because we both love everything and want to eat sure. everything. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this is great. Marriage is awesome because I get to eat half of his food too.
0: <laughs> do you guys think you'll ever get to the point where you have to like, I, I don't even know if this is, do people like still do swinger parties and shit like that? Or is that like only old people that do it? I, I don't know.
1: We've never been to a swinger party.
0: Okay. Um,
1: you know, uh, I'm not big on sharing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I would want to see him with anyone else. But then again, I don't know what's going to happen in our relationship. Sure. And also because I love my husband and I like to keep the, the communication open. And so if my husband came to me and said, like, listen, I feel like something is missing right now. I really want to try this, this or that. I like to think that I'd keep an open mind with that's it. Good. yeah. Um, I think. You know, because I can't just be close-minded about it in a relationship that has two people.
0: Right. And how long was was he in a relationship, how long was he married for before you guys were together? I think it was two years that oh, he wow. was married. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't really, that's not really a marriage. It's like a starter marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it was like his a,
1: practice marriage. Yeah,
0: it's a practice. <laughs> 11 years, you guys have you guys have lasted a long long time here so what yeah what is a what do you think it is that um keeps the marriage going and will want that you think that you can talk people into getting married like what is it that you that 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 makes your you see you guys adventurous you guys do all this stuff how is it what about people who don't have that option how do you how do you keep it alive
1: Well, I mean, I feel like first and foremost, you got to like not try and change people. I think a lot of marriages fail because they go in thinking like, Oh, I can save him or, you know, something like that. People that don't let the other person be them actual selves. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of that, like, I'm a very flamboyant person. I'm in your face. I'm loud. I, I, And my husband is very quiet and he's always just like, yeah, yeah, go do your thing. You know, like he never, ever makes me feel weird about it. A couple of my past relationships have made me feel like, oh, you're too friendly or you talk to too many Mm -hmm. people or you do too many. Then I'm like, yeah, but that's just who I am, you know? So um, I think that as long as you have somebody that you're not trying to change, that you genuinely enjoy spending time with and you have very open communication Um, And a very open mind because you cannot expect another person to think the exact same way that you do. Right. And 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 I think, you know, communication is key.
0: Yeah, that is the key to every, every relationship, like you said before. Um, What, what is it that you learned when you, you said you saw your husband at this bar and you thought he was gay because he wasn't hitting on you or he wasn't giving any vibes back. You put your boobs in his face. Uh Um, What is it that, was it, just the initial physical attraction that that drew you to him
1: I love a man that can cut a rug and we were at a country bar and I really <laughs> love the two-step I really love uh, you know partner dancing and I really love line dancing and my man can cut a rug he it was just so fun to go around the dance floor with him and to watch him you know dance with other people it just it was just fun you know and that was something that i thought was so hot was just like watching him <laughs> dance i was like god you're so because if you if you got rhythm that means that you're probably pretty good in
0: the sack too fair if you can I, dance I you're, agree with you're that. probably
1: good at the other stuff too
0: okay that's a good good analogy and what is it where if you were like to line up was that the same thing that attracted to you when you were younger too when you would meet people like is it the dancing that that would
1: no, it was always a physical attraction first. It was always like, are you hot? You know? And at that point in my life, I wasn't looking for somebody to like stimulate my brain or anything right. like that. I was like, I want you to stimulate one thing and it's in the bedroom and that's it. And so, but I had to be physically attracted to you, you know? So it was always physical attraction first. Sure. Uh, and then the rest of it follows.
0: What's the, what, and what's the rest of it? What's the rest of it?
1: You know like uh if you want to go out on a date with them if they're a Fair good enough. person if they're you know funny or or if they're assholes or yeah. you know like you kind of figure out the rest of that as time goes on but it's always physical attraction is the immediate like thing
0: and in high school was it were you always dating like the jocks and stuff then or what, what was your i, I, was, I see I, you as like a you were a nerd
1: I, well, okay. I was let just going to say
0: you were a cheerleader of some sort.
1: I did do cheerleading whenever I was in like seventh through okay. ninth grade. Okay. Um, And then after that, I moved high schools. And whenever I moved high schools, it was very difficult to break into the popular crowd, I guess. Sure. <laughs> and also because of the area I lived in. So my father lived in, it's called Sharpsburg in Pittsburgh. And it is, um, it was kind of like the ghetto of our school district okay and so moving into this other high school uh when people would ask me where I was from and I'd say Sharpsburg they would be like oh because it was a very snooty kind of school okay and it had like a lot of very rich kids but I was not one of those very rich kids and so you know I I hung out with the Sharpsburg crowd because I couldn't break into the other crowd (laughs)
0: Okay. How far were the towns apart?
1: Um, wh- what do you mean from the oh, one was that I... The same?
0: Yeah, the one that you were from before.
1: So we were about 20 minutes apart. Okay. So my mother lived in one town and I lived with her until I was in 10th grade. And in 10th grade, I decided to move in with my dad. And whenever I did okay. that, it was a, a whole different high school experience.
0: So when did your parents separate? How old were you when that happened? Two. I was oh, two. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. And you know, that actually really molded the way that I am with my I husband and with that. my yeah. ex because my parents hated each other. Like they hate my mom was so if I came home and said like, oh, I had the best time at dad's. He took me fishing and we, you know, did this. She would go, what did you eat for lunch? And I'd say, and she'd go, let me get soup and a sandwich. Because every time my dad would feed me soup and a sandwich, but I loved soup and a sandwich, right? Soup and a sandwich was fucking great for me. (laughs) Especially
0: when you're a kid. Yeah.
1: And, and she would kind of like talk down about it. Oh, just live off soup and a sandwich. And I was like, yeah, at least I fucking ate, you know,
0: Right, (laughs) right. who
1: cares? And I always felt like that pressure. So I never did that with my exes or, you know, with my children, my children come home and tell me, Oh my God, dad took us fishing and we did this. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I'm so glad you had a great time because I never want them to feel guilty for loving their other parent, right. you know?
0: That's good. And were you the only child then?
1: No, I come from a very large family. So um, okay. between my mother and my father, they had two kids. So me and okay. my sister, okay. but my dad had three kids before he met. He was a whole adult person older than my mother's. <laughs> <So>, okay. <laughs> he had a family of, with three kids, and then when they got divorced and he met my mom and he had me and my sister uh, and then they got divorced. My mom remarried, had two more kids and he remarried and wow. I have my stepsister. So yeah, there was a lot of That's us.
0: A lot. Yeah. yeah. So going back to high school, then your, your sister's older than you, I take it. Uh, m- my
1: sister with my dad, my mom yeah. and my dad, she's one year younger than me.
0: Oh, so she was one when so you were two and one when you guys got to oh wow, that's so yeah. young, okay, and then you guys moved so in high school then when you when you were at the new school with all the snoots, were you like uh were guys at least hitting on you, were you attractive yet, or were you kind of like awkward um
1: I mean yeah, a a little bit, but I was so insecure uh because of my upbringing that i never really leaned into it. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was, you know, 19. I think I had my first boyfriend. Yeah.
0: When did you lose your virginity then?
1: I was a month away from turning 18 whenever I lost my virginity. Okay. Okay. And it was with a boy. (laughs) It was with a boy who i had the biggest crush on and i invited him over to my friend's house and he came over and uh i lost my virginity i didn't know that he was also losing his virginity at the same time and he panicked afterward and just like stopped talking to me just like ghosted me and i was traumatized. And then a month later, cause we worked in the same mall. So I would see him all the time. Cause I was in a kiosk <laughs> in the middle of the mall and his store was like right there. So I saw him constantly and he would just ignore me. And uh, so finally I like went in and I was like, what the hell, why are you ignoring
0: me? Yeah,
1: And we ended up really good friends. <laughs> and then I was friends with, him. I'm still friends with him. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. No more sex yeah. after the first time though?
1: No, no more sex. He tried one more time after that. And I was like, no, nah, bro, not going to happen.
0: Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. So you didn't have your first boyfriend until you were 19. Mm-hmm. And that was, where were you then? San Diego. Okay. you were already in San Diego. So wow. Mm-hmm. That's, <sighs> this is, a, this is a, a convoluted web that we're finding <laughs> that's drawn you to become this trophy wife
1: so yeah yeah there's a lot that goes into it I mean but that's everybody's upbringing right like there's everybody goes through shit and that is how you come out the other side and then you get to decide like okay am I gonna learn from these past mistakes am I am I going to let them define me or am I gonna grow from them
0: right and you've decided to grow
1: Absolutely, yeah, and continuously grow. I know I'm gonna keep fucking up. You know, I'm only 39. I have a whole lot of living left to do, and I'm gonna fuck up for the rest of my life. But you know, you just keep growing from them.
0: Sure. And why why do you think that uh, you can still grow? What do you why do you think you're gonna still fuck up? Like, what is there? I feel like you've done everything.
1: Yeah, but you're you're still new at stuff. So, like, whenever it comes to parenting, you know, sometimes I lose my shit and I have to go and be like, "Yo, listen." Real sorry about that, you know, something triggered me and uh I apologize, I'll try and do better, but you know, but we all have our days, we have bad days, we have hormones, we have you know, I have menopause to go through. I am terrified of when that shit happens.
0: Sure. It's gonna be so
1: you know, I can't I can't say that I'm not gonna fuck up because odds are you know I'm gonna have a bad day at some point and I might lose it on somebody, or, you know, I might not be the best version of myself that day, or maybe I try something new. Maybe I, you know, decide I'm going to be an actress or something. And, you know, so you're going to fuck up at that because anytime you try something new, you're going to screw it up a few hundred times before you get it right. Or, and I don't know what life has in store for me just yet, you know?
0: So. Well, it sounds like you have a good balance of personal growth and growing with your husband, uh, you guys have created a good life for yourselves, and it seems like you're you're doing what you want to do on the side uh, with your creative process, um, yeah. making content. And uh, he's making houses or or buildings, so it's a win win. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, it's the, great.
0: He's doing the real stuff, and you and I are just creating content to to yeah. make people laugh, allegedly. I-
1: And the fact that he's like, go, like he's my biggest cheerleader. He wears trophy husband shirts all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's my (laughs) favorite.
0: That's awesome. Well, Dana, you didn't convince me that uh, marriage is a good institution, but it seems to work for you.
1: I'm still not convinced it is for everybody, but for me, it works out pretty well.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Dana, thanks for coming on the show. We're out of time. How can people find out more about uh, the, that trophy wife life and dirty little secrets club.
1: Sure. Yeah. They both have their own website. You can go to that trophy wife life.com and then it's also the dirty little secrets club.com. You can find us on YouTube and we're also on all of the podcast platforms. And if you want to find me, I have all of my stuff out there. I'm on Instagram and it's at trophy wife Dana and Dana is spelled D A Y N A.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Dana. For joining us on this podcast. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast.